Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Nick Pettis, and I'm joined by my wonderful talent crew, consisting of Dr. Michelle Weber, Jesus Alcala, Eddie Landeros, Cedel Perez, and Professor Ron Newman. So we're going to talk about Star Wars because May the 4th is coming up. And if you're a big Star Wars fan, you know what that means. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to start off with a quick question for each of you. So what did you guys think of the last movie that came out so far? Going out the gate with that one. <laughs> yep. Okay. Um, how about we have uh, Jesus go first? Okay. Is uh, la the last film Rise of Skywalker? No. Yes. Wait. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay, so, so it is that. Okay. Uh, in that case, I think it was uh, I think it was a mess of a film. Uh, I And way too uh, ADHD for me. Uh, scenes lasted maybe a few seconds, and then there was immediately a cut to another scene. And it, for me, it was too too hectic. Uh, yeah, like I said, too much of a mess. But there were some really, really cool things. Like having Luke actually pull his X-Wing out of the water. That was, you know, years in the making. We wanted to see it in the we wanted to see Return of the Jedi, but we never got it. So seeing that, uh, I'm sure it fulfilled a lot of people. Uh, however, uh, the biggest thing, though, is that it clearly showed that they really weren't communicating with each other when they were making the film. Because, uh, like, it did not feel uh, connected uh, to, the, to the other film. Uh, and I think because it had to fit so much development into two hours, I think that that caused uh, that caused it to be more rushed than it needed to be. Uh, and uh, although I am uh, that that might be J.J. Abrams' style of just constantly camera shifting. I'm not I'm not too familiar. I I haven't seen his other work, but yeah, I, I just, that was really a. It was just an unpleasant watching experience. Just, just the wrapped cut. Yeah, I was gonna I, say with the uh, with the J.J. Abrams experience, you're totally right because it, it feels like a roller coaster or like a thrill ride that he puts you on. You know, with most of his movies, it's just like straight shot. Okay, like something's happening. Something's happening. There's no uh, slow pace for it because he's trying to like just keep that momentum up which is very Disney, I feel, and that's why he was chosen, you know, especially when you see his, the first uh, episode of this saga, where it's just, like, straight action and the just nostalgic for, like, the old fans and the new fans. Um, but I think it really felt like the movie was lacking because of it, because you didn't have those those moments. Like, and, I mean, I might get heat for saying this, but, like, that the uh, Ryan Johnson uh, film did with um, episode eight, because, like, as much as you might hate that movie, the pacing for that movie was great. Like, it had, like, the themes in it. It had, like, certain moments that you could take in. Like, oh, hey, there's the blue milk. Or, you know, now I can get to see Luke, um, you know, just doing his thing. But, like I said, we get heat for it. So let, let's move on to uh, Dr. Weber or Seidel. Who, who wants to talk about this? First of all, I'm going to say... <laughs> That made me laugh so much, and I barely can laugh because I removed my wisdom tooth. So, <laughs> just... okay, I agree. That movie, well, I disagree and I agree at the same time. Um, I am a Raylo fan, as you can see. <laughs> People are gonna hate me for that, but um, I do think that. Um, that Ryan Johnson one was just so cringy. Like, even though I'm a Raylo fan, it was very cringy. And I feel like there was no absolute storyline there. 
it kind of felt like he just went as like kind of like as he went as it like as he goes like not even thought about it correctly i just felt like it could have been better um i do however i love the whole like my favorite part about star wars is the whole like unconditional love type of um theme to it i think that's very special and that's what makes star wars special but um and I see that how these movies, um, it's these new movies shifted to a different type of perspective. Like we don't have to sometimes um, put up with things um, that we don't that we don't deserve, like for unconditional love. Like for example, like when we see Padme going through all the things she went through for Anakin when he turned to the dark side, um, she still stood even, well, by him, even though all, like, all that he was, all the bad things he was doing. But through these new movies, we see it through a different perspective as Rey is just as strong as Kylo Ren, a Skywalker. Um, and you see her as a female um, hero and she doesn't put up with the whole like yeah um i unconditionally love you but i don't have to accept like what you're doing is wrong and she still chooses to go towards her path and her the right um the right way of doing things without losing herself so kind of like staying true to herself. And I think that's like, that shows a lot of character growth. And that's why I just, I really love these movies because it shows you in many ways. Yes, it's a war of the galaxies, but it shows you what we all, you know, individually go through in real life scenarios. And it just teaches something. It teaches us something. So I, I, absolutely, I can go on about this for days but yeah <laughs> i was gonna say yeah i mean there there were some themes in, in that last movie that i really liked as far as unity you know there was like it, and it kind of like set the tone for the pandemic almost like we we're all in this together so re-watching it i was like okay like i i would re-watch it because i know it's like a quick movie and it keeps up that pace um it's a movie that i would go back to whereas like some of the slower movies and even the original like i said i'll probably get heat for it the original series can be a little slow so if you try to get into those like it, it can it can be uh, i don't want to say rough but uh, like i said i'm gonna get heated for it but anyways we're gonna move on we have uh, actually a special guest here today we have mr george lucas himself here in the building mr george lucas could you please introduce yourself tell us how you felt about that last movie um you know it's funny because when when i was a kid i saw star wars i was actually uh, 12 years old and I identified with Luke, and as I get this old, I identify more with Lucas, so at least physically. Uh, let me just say this. I say, Del, you get, I'm going to turn the back, I'm going to turn the background off real quick, because um, we're going to, yeah, come on, need to do this. So, Sidel, you get a Jedi Ron for your comments, and for Jesus and Eddie, you get a Ron Vader, because you're wrong. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I deserve it. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, as far as the uh, uh, with the last movie, and, and I'm gonna I'm gonna um, inspire people to go watch the last podcast that we did because Star Wars to me, the Star Wars properties are like pizza. There's no such thing as bad pizza. So, um, <laughs> it, it might be just a little bit different pizza. Um, there is no Star Wars property that is a pickle pizza, and you'll need to go watch the last podcast to understand what that means. So there are no pickle pizzas in this uh, in this batch. Um, some things don't quite work as well as you think they would, uh, and I understand that for for some people. Um, but and and I, Dr. Weber might be able to identify with this as well. But there was a long time between movies between. Uh, Jedi and um, the Phantom Menace, and it was a 
a barren wasteland like Hoth and Tatooine put together. There was nothing there, right? There was barely internet. So you know what? Any Star Wars thing you want to give me, I will gladly accept it. So I am not going to look a gift Star Wars in the mouth, uh, even if I'm paying for it. So, um, so with that said, I didn't dislike um, the Rise of Skywalker. I might have narratively made some different choices. I would have liked to have seen some different things, but you know what? I I I enjoyed it. The pacing, yeah, it was a little faster. That's J.J. Abrams. I can see how because Ryan Johnson did that middle one, the direction J.J. Abrams was going, Ryan Johnson took it in a different direction, and then J.J. Abrams had to bring it back to complete his vision. It probably would have been better if he did all three. And I get that, you know, why he he didn't, but um, but that's fine. Um, if you go back to the original trilogy and look at A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi, there's a different feel to each of those. And your whole thing about the first three uh, sag lagging, yeah, you get a, you get one of those again. <laughs> so that's that's that. And the interesting. So I I I don't want to get the wrong impression i love the original trilogy <laughs> they're the best they're the best ones so don't get me wrong on that but but whenever i think about them i'm like these movies are so cool and i'm gonna go watch them after watching like the jj abrams versions i'm thinking like okay this is like going on the pirates of the caribbean at disneyland versus going to space mountain and i know maybe that's a little harsh but i love I love Pirates of the Caribbean. That's probably like one of my favorite rides there. I love the smell of chlorine and um, just the pirates there. Like it, it's very nostalgic to me. So the original trilogy, it's 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 worth the slow sip, if that makes sense. Yeah, okay. I mean, we got to think about the fact that times have changed. That was many years ago, and there's different ways to, like, people are viewing things differently now, uh, cinematography is different now, like, there's so many advances to technology, so I do, you know, movies can be made even quicker than they would originally, so um, I think that that has a lot to do with it as well. Um, I do think the movie was still a little bit rushed, but I think it was because he was trying to fix all that was messed up right. uh, with the Ryan Johnson's. Um, but I did read, like, you know, because I was super obsessed <laughs> with Star Wars, I would read every Reddit-like theory for the, um, the Last Skywalker. And seriously, like, everything that happened in the movie, it was like a fan theory. So I'm not even sure if he actually read through those and just <laughs> went like, hey, let me just do this. Because every theory that I had read on Reddit literally happened in the movie. So it kind of felt kind of weird to me because I felt like I already watched the movie. Like, without watching. Right. Wow. So, yeah. So I, I, let's go over to Darth Pettis, uh, our Star Wars guru here. Um, Nick, what did you think about it? What do you think about all this? Okay, so I've got to say, after I watched it, and it's going to be spoilers for those of you who haven't seen it, but honestly, it's been a while since it's been now. I was disappointed when they revealed that Ray was the granddaughter of Palpatine, even though I don't even know how that's physically possible, because in one of the trilogies, the he literally... Huh? That you, I picked that up in The Force Awakens. No one believed me, but I knew that in The Force Awakens. I believe that... I originally thought when I saw the first two of the new series that... She was going to be a descendant of Obi Wan somehow, because look at the look at the fighting styles of Palpatine and Rey in The Force Awakens and in um, uh, Revenge of the Sith. They fight. They have the same fighting style. Okay, but how is that possible? 
How I mean, is it I possible know... when he literally went over the edge of the Death Star? He like, had a daughter. I guess he had a son. Trilogy. Wait, was it a daughter or a son? One of those. It, was it a son? had a son. Yeah, he had then... a son. Yeah. Yes. So yeah. he had a son, and the son was living in Jakku with Ray's mom, and they were hiding. But he found them, and that's when he killed them, but he didn't kill Ray. So he had a son before he died. Yeah, so he had the son before he died. Okay, so, um, but regardless, Nick. (laughs) Regardless. uh, Sorry, I'm hijacking you. Regardless of that, I still was thrown off by that. But I could see the... Ray and Kylo and getting together in the end because um, in the originals before Darth Vader betrayed the Emperor, those two worked hand in hand together. And now they came together to defeat the Emperor. And then gone are the days of the Empire. I'm so sad about that. (laughs) Do you feel that um, the right person died at the end I, I, I mean I, and I, I don't want to be like vague about this because everyone should have already seen the movie by this and if you're watching this podcast the spoilers um, do you think that Kylo was the right pick I feel like I feel like Kylo was the right pick because his his father died in Force Awakens when he went to fight, stop Kylo and then after he died, Princess Leia died too, which makes sense because Carrie Fisher died in 2016, 2017, I believe. So yeah, they finally gave her the right to be no more. But I am kind of... I object. Kind of, Sadel, I'll, I'll get to you. Sadel, oh, speak oh, your oh, mind. Oh. No, Sadel, <laughs> don't speak your mind just yet. Um, these are not the answers you're looking for. Uh, we're going to go to Dr. Weber because <laughs> I, I do want, I do want a woman's perspective on this, uh, but I want to hear her. Perspective. Oh, okay. <clears throat> so to be clear, the, the very first Star Wars came out when I was five years old and I saw it in a drive-in theater with my parents and they used to hang the little sound things on the window. You didn't even run it through the radio. So that's how old that movie is. Okay. Just to be clear. Um, at that age, I was very impressionable, and I bought, like, everything they had. So, action figures, trading cards, I mean, you name it. Um, it was a huge part of my childhood growing up. And so, to get back to your question, when the, the last movie I was fine with, I thought that it really tried to correct a lot of the things that went wrong in number seven. And the moment that... Ray hands Luke the lightsaber and he kicks it back was the moment that my childhood was shattered into a million pieces. And I know people are going to disagree with me on this, but I really felt I wanted it to go a different way and it it hurt a lot to see that happen. So just my two cents. As far as Kylo and, or the different Kylo and Ray you know, uh, Kylo dies at the end. That's why I asked about the woman's perspective. Is because, oh, okay. like, with Kylo, it's kind of like I would say a knight in shining armor. Yeah, uh, I, I kind of feel it. like he got what he deserved, though. I mean, he killed his father in cold blood. <laughs> he, he did kill Ben, but so. that was it. It was a test. It was like because that's why he's like, I don't know if I have the strength to do this. You know, uh, and um, Han knew that. You know, he was like, it's okay, like, I'll help you do this. So, I mean, yes, he killed his father, and yes, it's for the dark side, but it was, like, out of, you know, I don't know. I, that's, that's my <laughs> out of what, Eddie? He killed I, him. <laughs> I, I just, he killed him out of love, duh. Oh, like, really? <laughs> I don't think that's love okay. in any shape <laughs> of the <laughs> word. <laughs> <laughs> Ron Vader is back, ladies and gentlemen. I'm here with the controversy. You gotta bring the controversy. Out. I'm just kidding. Uh, Sadel, okay, so l- let's hear your side of it. 
first of all, Kylo Ren is the love of my life. <laughs> so <laughs> you guys messed up there. <laughs> um, I honestly, I don't agree because it's what everybody wanted. But to me, it upsets me because I'm like, if you guys were true Star Wars fans, you wouldn't agree with it. Because Star Wars has always been about unconditional love and forgiveness. And um, Padme always forgave Anakin. And I know that Kylo killed his father, yes. But um, if we go back to where it all started, Kylo was manipulated since he was a child to the dark side. It's not like he willingly said, oh, yes, I am a terrible person. And I just want to do all these terrible things. He was manipulated since he was a child. And he didn't have his parents with him to support him because Leia and Han sent him to Luke's Jedi Academy. So he f was alone, basically, training as a child. So I think that all, as a child, I can think that we all, like if our parents leave us, we feel abandoned, right? So um, we can think, you know, many different theories of what could have happened. Like, you know, his, you know, as a child, it was hard for him to be left. He was manipulated into the dark side by Snoke, in which that's what made him turned. So I think that it wasn't fair because he was a child and he just, you know, he was manipulated his whole life into believing that he was doing the right thing. And that's why he, you can see the character dynamic, how he's constantly struggling to choose which side is correct. Like he doesn't know, like, if, he sh should choose the light or the dark side, which one is correct to choose. So that's why I love his character because you can see the struggle and then you can see the character development of how he overcame that struggle in the end, even though that was his fate. But I just don't think that killing him off really justified like anything. It was kind of like, oh, let's get rid of like, you know someone because he did something like there's no like i mean he grew but there's no complete growth like i was hoping kind of like something like darth revan something like that <laughs> to happen um but you know it was a little sad like i think it could have gone a better way like i'm not saying for him to live happily ever after or something like that of course everybody has to you know go like pay for there's you know what they did but like they could have showed more like him you know like going off alone and like building an uh, an academy and like doing something to better the galaxy i don't know right. but that's just my two cents on it yeah there's no room for growth and i i, I can see where you're coming from and this is exactly the reason why it is important to enroll in college and enroll for the fall semester to MSJC. So go out there, make sure your classes are ready, make sure you're continuing your education so that you can promote growth in uh, yourself and other peers. Um, so th there's a little sponsor for MSJC. Uh, we're not gonna pay for this, but it's all right. Um, let's uh, let's move on. Uh, Nick, do you have another question for us? Um, <laughs> okay. I, I wanna comment real quick on something, Seidel. So if you're talking about you're talking about the arcs, you're talking about um, Kylo's arc. Um, Kylo's arc mirrors Anakin's arc, right? Where he's the chosen one, right? So Anakin is the chosen one from early age. He's, he's presented as the chosen one, so he's got to live up to that, right? But something's always a little off. And Kylo's kind of in that same situation, right? He's, he's not the chosen one, but he's He's Jedi royalty as he's growing up. So he's kind of in that same sky-high expectations that he's got to live up to. And his fall and his redemption kind of kind of mirror Anakin's, right? He falls, he goes to the dark side. He's in the dark side for a long time, both Anakin as, as Vader and then uh, Kylo. And at the end, he makes that redemption. So it's all it's all good at the end, right? Now, Anakin, you know, basically come back, comes back, saves Luke and dies. Um, Kylo kind of does the same thing. He comes back, saves Rey and dies. So 
narratively, it's it's kind of the same the same arc. Uh, Luke gets a different one, right? Because Luke never falls to the dark side. He gets um, he gets. Uh, I want to say. Uh, um, not disgruntled, but he gets, um, come on, journalism people, what's the word? Not, not uh, dissatisfied dismantled. with. Uh, well, yeah, he, he's, he's uh, dis, yeah, dissatisfied with the force, but instead of turning to the dark side, he turns away from both. And then he has to come right. back to it at the end. And we can see that in his decision not to burn the tree. Because he makes that decision at the end. Now I'm going to save what's there. And then Yoda plays the trickster role and I, burns it for him. So I think also with uh, just on the subject of loss and sacrifice, yeah. I mean, because you were talking about how it's supposed to be like conditional or unconditional love and whatnot. Um, all of the trilogies deal with loss in, or like sacrifice in a weird way, you know, with, uh, and it's family related almost, you know, with Luke, he had his father who sacrificed himself to, you know, save uh, the Jedis, uh, to save Luke. And then in the uh, prequels, we had Qui-Gon Jinn, who kind of sacrificed himself to save um, Obi-Wan, and Obi-Wan learned his lesson from that to become, like, a better teacher for Anakin, which, I mean, ultimately didn't work out. But then you have An Anakin and Padme, where Padme, uh, you know, lost her will to live, giving birth to the kids, and that sent Anakin down a different path as well because he didn't have Padme there to guide him and uh, he ultimately fell to the dark side. And then you have the new one with Kylo, you have, uh, and then Luke as well. So they, they deal with the sacrifice kind of in similar ways. There's a lot of parallels. And Leia, but, uh, believing and Leia. that her son was going to come back to the... And, yeah. and Han, yeah. Yeah, okay. so uh, really okay. interesting. Yeah. Um, but okay, good talk, um, Nick. Uh, <laughs> do you have do you have a question for us? Uh, yeah, I do. So, so I noticed in the solo movie, which is Han Solo's backstory, for those of you who don't know, and I saw Darth Vader. I mean, not Darth Vader. Excuse me, Darth Maul come back as the main villain. What did you guys think about that after you saw him die in the Phantom Menace? I think it depends on if you are a, a consumer of the expanded universe with uh, Rebels and um, the Clone Wars. Because if you watch Rebels and the Clone Wars, him coming back in Solo wasn't necessarily the same reveal because you already knew he was alive. So, yeah. Yes, he's a, a big character in Rebels, so. <clears throat> and, yeah. Uh, yeah. Go ahead, talk about uh, Rebels. Uh, well, I was gonna say, Professor Newman. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say Rebels has one of, is it Rebel? I think it's Rebels has one of my favorite um, lightsaber duels. And it's um, Ahsoka and Maul mm -hmm. is awesome. Is that Rebels or is that uh, Clone Wars? That's Clone Wars, I think. Is it? Clone I, Wars. I'm just yeah. going back through them and I just finished Clone Wars <laughs> and I'm That's starting okay. with Rebels. So I've watched them both within like the last three uh -huh. weeks. So yeah, so, yeah. It, yeah, this podcast could have its own like life because there's so many like little webs that you can go down with all the different yep. things that are going on now. So yes. So yeah, to answer your question, Nick, it wasn't a surprise to me because I had seen him time and again in the cartoon. <clears throat> all right. But what is, okay. I will say this though, I saw Solo before I saw him in Rebels. So to answer your question, I was like, hell yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> um, but I had already been spoiled. I knew he was alive. I just hadn't seen him be alive. I knew he was alive, but I didn't know he was going to be that reveal. But that it was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like, and, you know, spoilers for The Mandalorian, seeing Boba Fett, even though he died in one of the movies, 
died in one of the movies and finally seeing him was like, yeah. 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 Same. Yep. What about you, Nick? Okay. So I am one of the few people who haven't finished The Mandalorian. I have not seen Rebels yet. What? I saw Clone Wars, but I was rather young because I'm the youngest person in this room. And I was completely thrown off. I saw Phantom Menace and I was like, okay, I saw him die. I saw Qui-Gon die. This is like me and the Emperor Palpatine in the new movies. How is he back? So I was rather confused by that. So you're really going to be confused when Qui-Gon shows up in Rebels, huh? Yeah. I'm just kidding. I'm messing with you. You do need <laughs> to go watch Rebels, though. You do need to go watch Rebels. <laughs> yeah. Girl, yeah. And finish Mandalorian. And finish Mandalorian. Yes. I called you the Star Wars guru, Nick. Like, you need to finish okay. the Mandalorian right now before some of us spills the beans on you. Okay. I know. I almost so, started talking about Mandalorian. I've literally been doing things for both my classes and for the talent, which take up the majority of my time. What am I going to do? Listen, you don't need the to finish Mandalorian your homework. You don't need schoolwork. You need to finish your Star Wars education. Yeah, it's mandatory. Oh, mandatory. <laughs> okay, Newman, I'll see how you are when I take you in the summer. Hey, wait a minute. I, I yes. will say that I, I have assigned Star Wars as homework for classes, yes. Nice. And Star I'll Trek, I believe. Uh, and The Princess Bride, but that's a whole other podcast. Okay, I've seen The Princess Ooh. Bride. I love yeah. that thing more than anybody. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, what okay. did you think? Yeah, Jesus, let's go. Oh, I actually did not watch the solo movie. So, but he was okay. a fan of Ralph and Clone Wars. Um, See, yeah, I'm I, not that well, bad. I just, yeah, no, I didn't. I just didn't uh, care for Han Solo. So, I didn't want to watch his, his uh, prequel movie. Well, what turned you off about watching it? Because I was kind of on the fence about watching Han Solo. So, so why why didn't you want to watch it? Uh, that's just it. I have no interest in Han Solo himself. So, yeah. Uh, Do you not Han like Dark him? Small returning. You don't like him? What? Yeah. What's what's wrong with Han Solo? What's, that's what's like... wrong with him? Han Solo is legit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just curious. Yeah. Um, I'm not, uh, I'm not into the whole jerk character who, uh, well, is a jerk and, and a terrible person, but manages to do good things. Uh, it's, I'm not too into that. Uh, do you feel uh, like it's, I it's found kind of an, ex oh, go ahead. Oh, well, uh, the, uh, him being... Uh, like him being assertive with trying to get Leia a kiss from Leia or something always made me uncomfortable. And but again, that's just the trope of some people like the uh, pursuer, the, the the guy who doesn't really follow social norms. But in the end, he does good things. So uh, I guess uh, they make up for for the for the jerkness. That's a fair assessment. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't yeah, like Han Solo either. I mean, as in, he was my least favorite character, but I over-identified with Luke. Um, so, you know, Han Solo, they, they're, right, they're, they're rivals there. And I'm going to show you a picture of what I look like. This is probably when I'm, um, I don't know, 8, 9, 10. Watch out, um, folks. Yeah, yeah. Um, a long, long time ago in a galaxy far away. Far, far away, yeah. So you'll, you'll see uh, why maybe I over-identified uh, with Luke here. Um, 
Let me figure out what this is called. I know I'm taking a long time here. Yeah. But. Uh, so I just wanted to address. Yeah. Uh, so Nick, the, the reason Darth Maul is able to come back is because he was filled with hatred. <laughs> That's the explanation they give. Uh, his his hatred empowered his force. Yeah, so so that's me in probably seventy five. Wow! So, oh my gosh, how adorable! Crazy. So you see how I would identify with Luke, little yeah. blonde hair, right. blue eyed white like kid. Him. Yeah. Oh, and my dad had died, so I was oh. also I wasn't oh. fully orphaned, but I you know I still had my mom. But there's a lot of identification. Yeah. So in that first movie, wow. Han was trying to steal my girl, and Leia. Because we didn't know at that point it was his sister. Um, I'd probably be way more messed up if I wasn't an only child. If I had had a sister, man, things would have been. Anyway. That's really interesting. Wow. (laughs) Thanks for sharing that. That's, uh, yeah, I I can't imagine like being a child and seeing that movie and I don't know. Yeah, and and I know Dr. Weber talked about her, you know, going to the drive-in with it. I saw it in a walk-in. We we call them walk-in theaters. Um, Now you guys, you kids just call them theaters, but we they were walk-in theaters, and I I think the the special effects that they had were literally unprecedented. No one had that special effects, and specifically, and people don't talk about it a lot. No one had that sound. There were sense around and there was, um, you could go all the way back to Fantasia. Fantasia had uh, four channel stereo Fantasound. There was that, but, but the T- THX sound, right? That, that process of you know, sitting in the cockpit of an X-Wing and hearing the, hearing the blasters on either side you know, going was, it was, I mean, it, it just, you hadn't heard any of that before, right? It wasn't just loud, it was specific. So it was very, it was more immersive than anything we had experienced to that point. You guys now, I mean, even in my, I, I've got, <laughs> I've got a Dolby Atmos sound bar and a 65 inch TV that, you know, probably sounds better and looks better than what I saw in the theater back then. But back then it was very different. You, so there's a whole cultural experience around it that that we had that I you know I kind of feel bad that you guys don't get that experience. I agree. Yeah, I, I miss like waiting in line for the theater, and I mean I and I don't think we've had really a sensation like Star Wars uh, for our generation. Uh, but but going to the theater, I mean, I miss that experience of just like, uh, especially waiting a line, especially when you're going with a group of friends that you know are going to just hype it up for you. You know, it, it can make even like the worst movie, like the best movie, because you have that crowd that's like really engaged in uh, in the show. Endgame might have been that. That's probably the closest. I was about to say, yeah. Yeah. we had Avatar. Endgame. A- Avatar was a cultural experience when it Avatar came out. was the three yeah. D. I was, uh, was really getting into that. that like 30 times at the theaters. Right. It's, it's crazy. So, yeah. yeah, that's true. Batman 1989 was like that for me, too. Just that cultural experience of waiting in line for hours and hours with a bunch of fellow fans and then seeing the movie. And it was, you know, it was the same type of thing. I know and this isn't a Batman one, but this idea of um, you're seeing this and this movie is the first of its kind. So Batman 1989 was the first big budget Hollywood A-list actor superhero movie that that was out, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you had Superman and there were some people there, but Batman, it was a different experience from Superman. And now people say, but Superman! Yeah, it, it was different. Yeah, Batman had some like darkness or just some tones about it that made it more human. Whereas Superman, I mean, he is an alien, and it's just yeah. Superman saves the day again. And and Superman, and I know looking back now, they both seem really campy, but um, it was a different, it was a different thing at the time. 
but that's a different podcast. Sorry. Yes. Uh, I have a question. I we'll definitely cover that. Go ahead, Dr. Weber. Go ahead, My Dr. question Weber. is of what is coming out in the future, are you most excited about and why? Nick, go ahead. How do you mean by that, Dr. Weber? I mean, there's a Boba Fett show that's in the works. I think there's an Obi-Wan show. Another Mandalorian season. Another season of The Mandalorian. Uh, The Bad Batch is getting a series. Yeah. Getting a season. Um, And there's talk of the uh, a new a new trilogy with Brie Larson as a Jedi yes. or a Force user. Wow! However, they're going to do That's it. Interesting. It should be uh, Darth Darth Marvel. <laughs> Darth Marvel, yeah. It's not much <laughs> yeah. different than what she's currently doing with Captain yeah. Marvel. She's getting yeah. typecast. <laughs> yep, for sure. So, does one of those stand out for you above the others? I have to say that Pretty Larson Trilogy one would be pretty funny to watch. And yeah. that's the, who do they, they already signed the director. Is it, uh, who do they sign? Um, is it Ryan Johnson? Did they bring him back for another trilogy? That would be interesting. I would like I to see another Ryan Johnson Trilogy. I think they did. It's not Garth Edwards because... Yeah, it's Ryan Johnson. You're right. Yeah, wow. oh, yeah. yeah so it's I think Ryan, so. Ryan Johnson trilogy. So it's it's his, it's his vehicle, yeah. and they're they're talking Brie Larson in that. Yeah, Wait, so I, I can see it. Five years Go ahead, out, say maybe. That. For what are they bringing him back? To to direct. The, but which what movie again? So it's uh, some of the the stuff they're talking about is. It'll be in the future, so I'm thinking it'll probably be a few generations in the future. Although there's also talk of doing an Old Republic uh, mm. series. So this could be that also, and they may not even know at this point. So you're thinking either before the originals or after the newer ones? Yeah, yeah. Hmm. You definitely have to check that out. I, I got a question for you all. Uh, since we're, we're running out of time, I, I want to do a rapid fire of this one. So uh, in five words or less each, give me your favorite Star Wars character and then the worst Star Wars character. Describe, them in fi- describe your reason in five words or less. Okay, so I'm going to go with uh, Dr. Oberhurst. Oh, my gosh. Favorite, <laughs> favorite character would be Ray. Um, just because she's a strong female. Um, and I like that. A strong female with Jedi skills. Um, least favorite would have to be Jar Jar Binks, and I don't even have to say anything about that. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Misa C, okay. Um, Seydel, who, who favorite and worst? Obviously, Kylo's my favorite. <laughs> Because his character is just, you just don't know. Like, there's so much to his character. It makes you think, like, what happened? Like, why is he like this? Like, what is he going to do now? So that's why I like him as a character. That um, was more than five words, but okay, I, I see your okay, point. Okay, sorry. He's just so <laughs> special. <laughs> He's the love of my life, jeez. <laughs> And then my least would be Rose because I feel bad, but they didn't give her enough to go, like, to kind of, like, explain her character. So, like, what she's all about, like, not enough detail. And she just kind of, like, stays, like, she's kind of, like, Finn's sidekick all the time. So I feel like they should have given her more of a role. And that's it. Okay. So not enough information. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, Jesus, what about you? Uh, favorite is uh, Ahsoka Tano. Uh, just a cool, fun character with twin dual slices. Uh, least favorite in in practice, not in theory, but in practice is Grant Malone. And I think, was, I think his character was wasted in Rebels. Okay, fair enough. 
uh, Professor Newman? Um, my favorite character, R2-D2, because R2-D2. And you don't need any more than that. Um, okay. My least favorite character, you know, the green dude on, well, for talking expanded universe, on Rebels, the green dude, and he is annoying. They, they get into so much trouble because he's just being a jerk. It just, just sit down and shut up and we'd be fine. But, um, <laughs> and he's always poking Ezra and making Ezra be a jerk. So, yeah, but as far as in the movies, um, I was trying to look up his name. The dude in the first movie, and I know I'm the bad, bad Star Wars nerd, uh, in the cantina that accosts Luke and says, you know, we've got the death mark. You know what? Just, again, <laughs> sit down and shut up. Leave us alone. <laughs> so he's probably my least favorite character because he's, uh, yeah, but R2 for sure. <laughs> okay, I, I see your point. Oh, he that. just died. I'm sorry. Oh. Yeah. Moment of silence. Well, this is the character, not the actor. I'm sure the actor was a lovely oh. person. But the okay. character. Yeah, yeah, the character. Yeah. No, no disrespect. She's talking about Kylo Ren, guys. I was talking about Kylo Ren. <laughs> oh, oh, then never mind. No moment of silence. No, we don't need oh, that okay. character out of here. Worst character ever. I thought you were saying that actor just died. Because, you know, yeah. he's from the original one and we're all getting old now. No. <laughs> he's like, oh, he just died. Sorry. No. Okay, cool. We can move on. Um, Nick, let's let's hear your favorite and your words. Okay, I know you guys know my favorite is Darth Vader, but the audience doesn't know. I love Darth Vader. He's one of the characters that got me into the series. And my least favorite is Usopp. That was a good impression. I just hate Jar Jar Binks. I'm I'm surprised at how well that that impression was. Yeah, yeah, as much as you hate him. (laughs) But how do you feel about Darth Jar Jar? He just became... Oh! (laughs) Yeah. This is more annoying. <laughs> I, I wish that was the actual ending. I, I was hoping for Darth Jar Jar. I mean, that seemed like it was going to be pretty creative. Um, I, I don't know if I would want to hear his voice again, but I think that's if they did a um, if they did a Star Wars What If, like they're doing with Marvel. Star mm-hmm. Wars What If? What if it wasn't Sidious? What if it was Darth Jar Jar? That would be awesome. Someone, you know what? Get Feige on the line right now. Yes. Or not fight. Uh, is he take? Yeah, is, is he taking over Star Wars? I don't know. I hope so. Bealoni or um, get one of those people. Not Kathleen Kennedy. She already had the opportunity and she passed it. So. <laughs> well, what I mean, I'm pretty sure she's still in charge. Is what I was going to say. For the moment. So you have to go to. Yeah. So you have to go to her. We need John Favreau. Favreau can make it happen. There you go. We need yeah. Eddie's favorite and least favorite. Yeah. Okay, so favorite is obviously Mace Windu and Purple Lightsaber, Samuel L. Jackson. Uh, and the worst is Baby Yoda. He <laughs> eats what? frog eggs. <laughs> How can you not like Baby Yoda? I, I just, I don't. Okay, I'm not going to say the worst, but I just don't like it. Like, some of the themes in there, in the episodes, I was like, hmm. But okay, Baby Yoda's innocent. Never mind. Never mind. But, uh, Newman, not Baby Yoda. Show him the license right, Professor plate. Newman, we need Ron Vader now. Show us Ron Vader. <laughs> okay, I I take my answer back. Anakin Skywalker is my other worst. Why? Because he hates sand, and he's a creep. He's a creep as a kid, and I mean Hayden Christensen, Anakin Skywalker, not any other Anakin's. Mm. But sand gets everywhere. Yeah, I mean, it does. My daughter doesn't go like going to the beach because sand gets. Uh, I mean Tatooine. Yeah. Go not watch the most desirable place. Go watch the compilations of Anakin being. Okay. Anakin. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty. Yeah. Uh, I will. For for all the vision George Lucas had, the dude cannot write dialogue. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, that, those are our favorites and our worst. Uh, we talked a little bit about 
uh, the last movie that came out. Uh, Nick, do you want to close us out? Alrighty. Thank you for joining us. I have a controversy I want to throw out. Okay. Two of them, actually. Okay. First, in Return of the Jedi, the Ewoks give Leia a dress to put on. How did they have a full-size dress for a woman if they didn't already eat one? That is a good point. Because they were going to eat them. What? And second controversy. No. Second controversy. Um, Padme, it's, it was never established that Padme had, was Force-sensitive. So could Anakin have been using a Jedi mind trick the entire time? And then when he thought he was dead, she was dead, he stopped doing it, and she lost the will to live because Anakin was using a, a Jedi mind trick the entire time. That is why he's the worst character ever. That's that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So that's I'll leave you with those blown. things. Yeah. Um, I think the, to answer your first one, I think Ewoks change uh, or humans change into Ewoks if they've been on the planet for too long. That's what happens. That's why they had the clothes. That's just me. But controversy. Think, think about it. Someone's uh, rationalizing that a woman didn't get eaten. I'm gonna go look this up now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everyone, go look it up. Uh, yeah. Find out more. Get back to us. Uh, Nick, take it away. Ready. I'm going to try this again. Thank Sorry. you for joining us with the Talent Talks. I'm Nick Pettis. I'm joined by my wonderful talent crew, Dr. Michelle Weber, Professor Ron Newman, Sadel Perez, Eddie Landeros, and Jesus Alcala. If you're not already, please like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Follow our podcast on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. And comment down below in the comments on YouTube. Who is your favorite and least favorite character? Thank you for joining us. And may Happy Star Wars Day. Yeah. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.